Psalm 46. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore will not we fear, though the earth be removed, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof, Selah. There is a river, the streams whereof shall make glad the city of God. The holy Excuse me for just a second. Sometimes my eyes work and sometimes they don't. The holy place of the tabernacles of the Most High. God is in the midst of her and she shall not be moved. God shall help her in that right early. The heathen raged, the kingdoms were moved. He uttered his voice and the earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. See them. Come behold the works of the Lord. What desolations he hath made in the earth. He maketh wars to cease and to the end of the earth. He breaketh the vow and cutteth the spear in sunder. He burneth the chariot in the fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Selah. That's reading the entire chapter. And so if we had a thought or a text, it would be this. A very present help. So we got trouble in this day and age. People are worried about this virus and rightly so. People are, are concerned about our relationships with others and, uh, and uh, how they've been treated and things of this nature. We're all tore up over politics and over natural disasters and things like that. If you've got a dollar bill, you can pull it out and it tells you the answer to our problems. Right across it, it says, in God, we trust. We have forgotten that we've got a very present help. And you may be here today and facing the situation. You just don't know what you're going to do. I'm here to tell you today there's help for you. There's somebody you can go to. You may have been like the... Like the lady with the issue of blood, you may have been to doctor after doctor after doctor and spent all that you've had and grew none the better, but rather grew worse. But she found somebody that could help. When she got to the hem of his garment, she found the help that she needed. Folks, there's help for you. There's help for me. There's help for all of us that will believe on the Lord and call on His name. So we read in God's Word about the children of Israel and how Moses went before Pharaoh and said, Let my people go that they may go and worship. And Pharaoh didn't agree, did he? We read how the plagues fell on all of Egypt and 
and how that thing, the whole nation was just destroyed. We read where the lice and the murrain and the water turned to blood and finally the firstborn was taken. But down in the land of Goshen, they had somebody that could help. The virus is raging and it's hit our part of the country in the last six weeks. We've heard of churches all over our little area that's got it. And we've heard of, <clears throat> heard of people that's got it personally that I know of that it's affected. But I'm here to tell you we've got somebody that's a very present help that we can turn to. Now, I've heard people say, God's going to lead me through this just like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You better be careful what you say. They had to go through the fire. They had to walk through the fire. And when they were thrown in, and if the Lord will help me to preach for just a few minutes, I'd like to preach on them for just a little while. You know what the king said. He said, if at time you hear the music, you bow down and everything will be all right. Our folks have kind of bowed down, if you'll have that in this day and age. Our folks have compromised. Our folks have given up. Our folks have given in. And I'm here to tell you today, it's time we stand for the Lord and do what he'd have us to do. I'm here to tell you today that we've got help. And they sing the song every once in a while, help is on the way. He's already been here. He's already in our midst. He's already in our hearts. And aren't you glad that we've got help at this day and age we can turn to? And I know we've got people that believe they'll go through this thing untouched. You can't read that in the Bible. The Bible says, yea, all that live godly shall suffer persecution. I'm here to tell you that Job said a man that is born of a woman is few days and full of trouble. You're going to have some, some things that happen along life's way, some adversity. You're going to have some things along life's way that break your heart. You're going to have some things along life's way that you just don't know what to do, what your next step should be. But I like the song, Hold to God's unchanging hand. He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. He is Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. And I'd like to proclaim to you today, He's my best friend. All right. So if you'll just bow <coughs> at what time you hear the music, then you, everything will be all right. And so the children of Israel had this reply. It, it, and and the, the king told them this. He said, and if you refuse to bow, who is the God that can deliver you out of my hand? We may think we're without hope. We may think that we're without help. We may think that there's just no way we can get around this. I'm here to tell you today, we've got a very present help in time of trouble. The children of Israel, the three Hebrew children, made this reply. They said, if it be so, our God, which is able to deliver us, shall deliver us out of your hand. But if not, we'll hold to his hand anyway, just by way of putting things Oh, they were going to go down believing. Did God just wipe away the fire? Did He blow it out with His breath? Did He kill the king? Did He pick them up right out of the land of Babylon and set them back down in Judah? Why, no, He didn't. They had to go through the fire. They had to go there and, and were cast in not knowing what would happen. But they went down believing on the help 
that they had called on. You've called on Him. You've begged Him to come by. You've asked Him to be your help in the time of trouble. Cling to Him. Believe on Him. And He'll be there when you need Him. All right. So the king marched up. The three Hebrew children with the mightiest men of Babylon. And I think back a long life's way when I was a boy and men that were strong, men that, men that were, I guess you'd say, built well as far as having musc muscular frame and things like that. I think of Dean Irie, if some of y'all know him. He drove a truck for years and when he would shake your hand, he didn't mean to. He was just as gentle as a lamb. But when he would shake your hand, it would hurt a little bit because his grip was so strong. I remember different men along life's way that I think of that were mighty men. And the king sent the greatest men in Babylon, the strongest men in Babylon, to, to cast these three Hebrew children down into the fire. And the flame of the fire was so hot that it killed the greatest men of Babylon. You know why that it killed those mighty men? Because they had no help. Because they had no one to call on. And those three little Hebrew children were cast down, bound in their coats and their hose and, and, and cast into the flame. Surely that mighty burning furnace would have burned them to cinders. Surely it would have destroyed them. But the king was allowed grace by God. Hear me. If it had killed the mightiest men of Babylon, surely the heat of that flame would have killed the king. But he, God even gave, gave the king grace to be able to look off in there. And he, he was astounded. And he said, did we not send three men into the burning fiery furnace? For lo, I see four. And the fourth is like unto the Son of God. I can't tell you that we'll all go through it hard, but I can tell you we've got a very present help that will walk every step with us. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. So there came a time when Israel sinned. You know how we like to see ourselves? Well, I'm just like you. We like to think we're okay. <laughs> well, we're all right. I can read you multiple times throughout the Bible where Israel sinned. Where Israel wasn't where they needed to be with the Lord. And we're no different from they are. Human nature is human nature. And Gideon lived during one of those times. And the first thing we read about Gideon was he was down there threshing wheat to hide it from the Midianites so that he could feed his people. The Midianites and the Amicalites, I believe it was, had come in and they were like grasshoppers. They were so thick and they had run Israel into the rocks and in the mountains and in the caves for fear just so they could survive. Here we are. We can't meet like we traditionally meet. 
Here we are, Israel. We've had to go out to the parking lot. Here we are, Israel. We've had to shut the church doors for a time or two. Here we are, not able to do the things that we traditionally would do. But I'm here to tell you, if we have to go to the parking lot, I'm going to thresh sweet anyway. If we have to go online only, I'm going to thresh sweet anyway. If we have to go and meet at the Walmart, I'm going to thresh sweet anyway. Because I've got a determination to feed my children Israel. So Gideon was threshing wheat and hiding it from the enemy to feed his people. Did you know you're more capable of what? You're, You're capable of more great things than what you ever thought you were. The first time that the angel speaks, God sent an angel to you. And you know what the first words out of his mouth were? You know what he called Gideon? Thou mighty man of valor. Gideon had no idea he was going to deliver Israel, but God knew he would. You may have no idea what God's plan is for you, but God's got great things in store for you if you'll follow him and accept your very present help. Gideon laid out the fleece to follow God's will to know for sure what it was that he wanted him to do. And then he called all Israel, and I'll go all through it. And the Lord, here we are, we're afraid, aren't we? I'm not going to lie to you. I'd much rather see the church full, wouldn't you? But you know what Gideon had to do? He said, anybody that's afraid for the battle, you can go on home. And there was 22,000. Turned away. 10,000 remained, and you know what the Lord said? Gideon, you got too many. There's still too many, Gideon. Take them down to the water. And you have a drink, and those that lap like a dog, those are the ones I'm going to use. And when they took them down there, there was 300 that did it the way the Lord wanted. And he sent the rest away to face an army. Gideon took 300 men to face an army that was as thick as grasshoppers. They had just overwhelmed all the land in that country. Oh, didn't look like he would stand to change at all. Didn't look like there'd be nothing he could do. And the Lord, I'm sure the Lord knew that Gideon had just a little bit of doubt because he said, I want you to go down there to the camp of the Midianites and take your servant with you and just listen. And there was a man telling a tale about a dream that he had. He said there was a a piece of bread like a roll came in and knocked down a tin and and his fellow fellow soldier there said, well, this is none other than the sword of the Lord and of Gideon. And that gave Gideon the strength. I'm here to tell you today, well, preacher, this virus is going to keep us from having our services. It's going to keep us from our church growing. I'm here to tell you, there's a better day coming. We're part of a church that nobody can number. And if today's a bad day, tomorrow, when the sun comes up, when we see him coming in the clouds, it'll be a great day. So, this old wheat thresher took 300 men. He separated them into parties of 100. 
And he said, you do as I do. And when he told them, they break the picture. You know what that was? I'm going to preach it the way I see it. You ever sang that song? Well, we all have. This little light of mine. What's the next verse? What's the next line? I'm going to let it shine. To let it shine, you've got to break the picture. To let it shine, you've got to let it come through this old flesh. Flesh will say, sit down and shut up. Flesh will say, nobody wants to hear you. Flesh will say, why that old Jesus talk gets on their nerves. But you've got to break through that, that, that vessel of clay. You've got to break through that so that your light can shine. And here's what the New Testament has to say about that. The Philippians chapter 2, if I'm not mistaken. Let your light so shine among men that they may see your good works. Oh, if there was ever a day that we need to let the world know we've got a very present help. It's the day that we live in. How are they ever going to find out, preacher? We need to break the picture, let the light shine, and let the world know we're in peace because we've got a very present help. Gideon told his men, they break the picture, they let the light sign shine, held their sword out, and the Midianites were so appalled, they just ran up on the sword. They ran for fear. They thought they were surrounded. You want to put the devil on the run? I remember reading about whenever they brought the Ark of the Testimony down in among Israel. They let out a shout that made the earth ring, and the enemies of the Lord were frightened. Let them hear the word of the Lord. Let them hear that there's hope, that there's peace, a very present help in the time of trouble. Remember Daniel? He had a very present help. They couldn't catch Daniel breaking the law. They couldn't catch him doing anything that they could point the finger on and say, right there, that's it. That's what he's doing wrong. Wouldn't you like to live that way? Oh, if you follow me very long, you'll find a mistake-ridden man. You'll find somebody that lets down when I should be lifting up. You'll find somebody that takes a hold when I should have let go. You'll find somebody that tells you something and despite my best efforts, I may not be able to follow through. Oh, I'd like to be like Daniel where they had to make up a law just to catch him in something. You know what the law was that they made up? Anybody that lift up a petition for the next 30 days to any other other than the king, he'd be put to death 
Oh, but you know what Daniel did? He knew what the law was, and he didn't change. He got down on his knees. He turned toward Israel, and he prayed. I'd just like to be this part about Daniel. I'd like to, for people to say this about me when I go. Daniel prayed three times a day. There's lots of times I make an attempt. There's lots of times I'll go through a multitude of words, but there's been a few times when I opened my heart when it was broken and I called on him and he talked to me and I talked to him and I knew I had prayed. Folks, that's what prayer is all about. It's a conversation, not a list of deeds. I believe the Bible says prayer is a sincere desire of the heart. Paul said my, my prayer to God is for Israel that they might be saved. Oh. Daniel prayed. Just think of how strong we could be if we, if we prayed three times a day. If we really prayed, if we got down and talked to the Lord and when we left, we knew we'd been in touch with him. And you know what I'm talking about. I've been there and you have too. I've seen them at the big assemblies and things like that. They'll call on somebody. Oh, it'll sound beautiful. Multitude of words, eloquent. Well spoken. I don't know about you, but I can say this the few times that I've gotten through, I stuttered and stammered around. Christ, the heart, I couldn't hardly talk, John. Just a broken heart calling on my very present help. And I, I've went through the this, this stages you have too where you just go through the motions. But I've always found when I call on him with a broken heart and a contrite spirit, the, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save. <coughs> Daniel prayed anyway. If you got trouble, if you've not been able to come to church like you'd like to, don't stop reading your Bible. Don't stop talking to the Lord. Don't stop calling and checking on your friends and neighbors. We're still the church. We've still got to love one another. Daniel prayed anyway. And they heard him. You know, he didn't hide it. We act like we're ashamed. Daniel didn't hide it. He opened up his windows. He could have kept them closed. He could have shut the door. He could have crawled in his closet. He could have whispered. But he opened the windows toward Jerusalem and prayed three times a day. I've got a mighty God. I'm a child of the King. Oh, and I'm glad to be one of his little children. Are you? We need to be proud to be a saved, sanctified Holy man of God or woman of God. 
Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Daniel opened up his windows. He wasn't ashamed of who he was. Don't you ever be ashamed that you got saved, that you don't have to go to hell. Amen. Don't you ever be ashamed. Now listen, I'm going to tell you this. We're still in the flesh. You're going to make a mistake. Yeah. Flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. That's what the Bible says. That's why this can't go. It's not perfect. That's why this can't go. Listen, you're not going to see this face in heaven, but you're going to see this inward man as Keith was talking about in Sunday school. That's what's going. It's the soul of the man that's going. It's the soul that's, that's washed in the blood of the Lamb. It's the soul that's sealed until the day of redemption. This is fallible. This is going to sin and come short. But our soul is what the Lord's coming back after. Oh, Daniel prayed anyway, and they took him. You know Daniel's story. And they, they tried, he, the king tried to reason with those men, and they, he had already signed it. They wouldn't let him out of his word. And so they took Daniel and they throwed him in the den of lions. Can't you hear the lions roar? Have you heard them in your life? I have. I've heard them before saying that little boy will never be nothing. I've heard them before saying, oh, there's nothing to that. I've heard them before. I've heard him roar saying, boy, you just don't know what you're getting yourself into. I've heard them roar. Have you heard them roar? Oh, saying you'll never get your way out of this mess. I've heard them roar before. But I'm here to tell you, you've got a very present help in the time of trouble. I would, I would qualify Daniel's situation as one, being that you might need some help if you were in a den of lions. Wouldn't you? I believe I'd cry out if I needed something. But you know what happened to Daniel? Because he had a very present help. The Lord sent an angel that shut the lion's mouth. And I'm here to tell you today, he can shut those lions that are roaring after me and you too. He's a very present help in the time of trouble. God is our refuge and a very present help in trouble and will not fear though the mountains be removed, though the waters be troubled. I've got help. David said, I will look unto the hills from which cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord back. How you got through with all this that's fell on you with your dad passing. I can tell you exactly how I made it. I had help. I'd have never made it without my help. And you won't either. I've seen, and I often mention his name. They called him Shorty Griffin. Leslie Griffin, he's a preacher man. I'm friends with his daughter on Facebook. She posted his picture the other day. He would have been 90 this week. I saw, tra saw him face tragedy after tragedy in his life. And you know, every, every time I saw him, he had a smile on his face. How could that be, preacher? Because he had a friend. He had a very present help. 
in the time of trouble. What are you going to do? What are you going to do when this virus comes to your house? What are you going to do when cancer, when the doctor says you've got cancer? What are you going to do when your loved one falls over with a heart attack? What are you going to do when the boss says, I've got to let you go? We don't have enough business to keep you. There's only one thing to do. Turn to your very present help. I heard this scripture quoted. I guess it was Steve Ingram that preached yesterday. He read it. Trust in the Lord thy God with all thy heart. All is a great big amount, ain't it? We want to give him most of it when we should be giving him all of it. Trust in the Lord with all thy heart and lean not to thine own understanding in all. See, that's the qualifier. That's what gets me and you is that little three-letter word, all. We want to hold on. We want to take care of that part we think we can control. No. You've got to give him all. If you don't give him all, you might as well not give him nothing. You've got to trust him. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. With all of it. Yeah. You've been there, haven't you? I have. You've been there when you just didn't know what else to do. Nobody could do what you needed done. You might have had friends you could have called on that would have counseled you and gave you sound advice, but they couldn't solve your problem. You might have gone to a doctor for some medication or some pills, but they couldn't undo what had already been done. Oh, you've been there with a broken heart and not known where to go before having you. Oh, but there's been a few times that I've called on my very present help and he came by. Oh, remember when Peter went walking on the water to go to Jesus, he looked up and the winds blew and the waves were over his head. He began to sink and he said, Lord, save me. Did it take the Lord 30 days and some medication to get him out of trouble? No. Did it take the Lord some counseling to get him out of trouble? No. Immediately. Aren't you glad our help shows up immediately? He's very present. We, he's not of them. They're a broken heart will say such as being a contrite spirit. If you're in trouble, there's help for you. It's very present and it's God. God is our refuge. What is a refuge? That's a place that you can go in time of trouble. What is a refuge? That's a place that provides shelter. I've been there with a broken heart before. I've told this, I guess, when my grandpa passed away, they lived right down to the Rankin Hill, right down below where Marvin and Joanne lived. He passed away when I was about 12. And I'd been in every church service I could ever remember with him. 
we went to his house on Sunday. You know, we've got away from a lot of these things. We'd go to their house on Sunday after church and eat dinner, talk, and me and my cousins would play, things like that. I believe the world would be a little bit better place if we got back to some of those things. But I loved him. And my heart was broken. And I thought to myself, what am I going to do? And as a voice said, just go up there on the hill behind the barn. I went up there by myself. Got down on a big slate rock. And I just began to pray and say, Lord, help me. And a troubled heart that got down was able to get up with peace because my help came by. My comforter came by. Friend, I'm here to tell you, God will wrap his arms around you. He'll help you in your time of need. Now, I relayed that anecdote. Let me give you one more. Remember when you were lost? You remember when that heart was about to beat out of your chest and you were afraid if you, if you would die you might go to hell? I'd call that trouble, wouldn't you? I, I said this. We had a little girl saved, Wendy's little girl, Jerry, here a couple of weeks ago. The Wednesday before she got saved, I was up preaching. And I looked back and she was crying, just crying heavy. And I went back out where she was and I said, Honey, if you want to be saved, you have to ask Jesus. That's all I could say. But when I, when I called her name, I've never, that's been years since I've seen anybody that heavy under conviction. Her, her countenance changed, her face turned red, her eyes fell. I knew it wasn't going to be long. Why are you sitting in trouble? Why are you? Now listen, remember the prodigal? He found trouble, didn't he? Down there in the hog pen, and if you follow the teaching of the Jews, hogs were nice animals. They were ones that forbidden, were forbidden to be eaten. It was one of the lice animals you'd want to be around if you were a Jew. And there he was, he found himself in the muck and the mire in the hog pen. He could have stayed there, just like you're choosing to stay. You're choosing that worry. You're choosing the trouble. John 14, verse 1. Notice the first word, let. That's where most of our trouble comes because we're waiting. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go away to prepare a place for you. If I go away, I will come again and receive you in myself that where I am there, you may be also. The prodigal could have stayed in the muck and the mire. He could have stayed down there starving. What are you going to do? Are you going to be content to stop, remain in trouble? Or are you going to accept the very present hint that we've got as God's children? I tell you, what my family went through this week, I know it's a part of life. And many of you are sitting right here under my voice going through the very same thing. 
that I had help this week. We did, Lord, come by and just place a verse or a song on my heart. Speak to me. Brothers and sisters, come by and say, I love you. You've been blessed to me. What can we do? I don't know how people get by without God's help. I don't see how they can face things without the very present help that I've had just this week. Don't, don't let your heart be troubled. Don't get down. Carolyn sings a song every once in a while. I won't have to worry. Sometimes we let our worry get the best of us down here, don't we? But I'm here to tell you we've got help. Call on your help. Now, the man who wrote this scripture, David, he found trouble too, didn't he? And it was by his own hand. He sinned, he came short. But he called on his help. He said, creating me a clean heart, renewing me the right spirit, restoring to me the joy of thy salvation. We can be content to be in trouble, but we can accept a very present help. It'd be like you being out in the middle of Douglas Lake without a life jacket and me throwing you a rope and it's just this far away but you refuse to get a hold of it. There's a lifeline being cast out to you. You can reach and grab it and get the very present. It's just right there. That's how close salvation is. It's just right there if you'll reach out for it. Used to sing this song, and I'm going to hush you this second. Reach out and touch the Lord as he goes by. You'll find he's not too busy to hear your heart's cry. He's passing by this moment. All your needs he'll supply. Reach out and touch the Lord. He goes down. What are you going to do? Are you going to accept his help or are you going to reject it? Let me tell you something. Sinners don't go to hell because God sends them there. He doesn't. He's made a way where they can escape. Sinners don't go to hell because they're mean. They don't go to hell because they're murderers or thieves. They go to hell because they reject the help that God sent. He sent his son to die and pay the price for their sins. And if they go to hell, they go over the mercy and grace of God's love. We've got a very present hell. He'll be there when we call on Him. I know that some of you right here this morning, your heart has been troubled. Your heart has been heavy. This is what Paul said, I know in whom I've believed. And I'm persuaded that he is able to keep that that I've committed to him against that day. You know who you believed. 
you know who saved you. And it wasn't a preacher. It come through the church, but it wasn't a church. You know who you believed. Trust in him. Accept his help. I've got three boys. One of them happens to be here with me this morning. If they called and said, Daddy, I need you, I'd run the wheels off my car to get to them. I would get on the, the fastest airplane I could to get there. I'd do anything I could to help them because they're my child. We're God's children. Don't we don't have an absentee father. You believe that, don't you? We don't have one that don't care about us. When we need him, he'll be there with the help that we need.